0: Hello. Welcome to the Market Weekly Podcast. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist. This week, I'm joined by David Bushusha, who is Head of Private Debt and Real Assets. And that, I guess, raises the question, why would one be interested in private debt and real assets? And I guess I'd start by answering that question by thinking about the current situation with public markets. And some of the challenges that they present for investors currently. First, topic I might raise is diversification, and the fact that in public markets, you don't get the same level of diversification that you used to. We think about globalization, which is important not only in the sense of trade globalization that we're all very familiar with, but also the globalization of capital. And one of the results of that is that equity markets, for example, have now very high correlations uh, globally between countries and between sectors. Additionally, with low interest rates, if we had in the past looked to highly rated government debt as a hedge against riskier assets, as a hedge against equities, it's more challenging for government debt to provide that hedge these days. So you don't, again, get that diversification. Another key issue with public markets these days is, well, we've had great returns for equities in the midst now the longest bull market in history, and equities have generated over 15% annual return since 2009. Uh, that's all great, but when you think about the future, you probably have rather lower return expectations for equities. Similarly, with Global debt markets, there's a significant percentage of debt today that uh, has negative yields. So when you think about how you're going to generate meaningful positive returns out of debt, it becomes quite challenging. So hence, we think about private debt in real assets as an alternative. So David, my first question to you, we think about 2020, of course, an extraordinary year in many ways, very good returns for equity markets, but also very high volatility, which isn't necessarily what investors are always looking for. How did private debt markets behave?
1: Yes, Daniel. First of all, hello, everyone, and indeed, uh, an exceptional, extraordinary year. I think we can use all kinds of words, but that's absolutely true. 2020 is a kind of year that no one will forget, I think. When it comes to private debt markets, at least I think what we can say is that 2020 has been, I would say, a bit more peaceful uh, than what was observed in public markets. This is very important, actually, because... Our clients, clients who invest in private debt, expect a number of things from this asset allocation. But one of the things that they expect from private debt is to provide income source, to provide yield with lower volatility. And to that extent, 2020 was really a test. And what happened in 2020 is that the resilience of uh, private debts was demonstrated in general. And what we observed is that while in general credit markets, public credit markets experienced a drawdown of 15, 20, 25 percent in March, April before rallying as much towards the end of the year and throughout the year. In private debt portfolios, of course, each portfolio was different. Maybe uh, there have been in the marketplace portfolios having some credit issues. But overall, overall, what's happening is that. Private debt portfolios, which are valued with uh, sound valuation methodologies based on fundamentals, based on the fundamentals on the companies, have experienced a bit of volatility because, of course, some ratings had to be adjusted. Of course, the valuation had to be adjusted, but nothing to compare with what observed in public markets. Most often in the market, what we've seen is adjustments of 4 to 5% for the portfolios, which were behaving well. So that is very important. The other thing that private debt markets have demonstrated in 2020, apart from this lower volatility, is the fact that even in a year which was very exceptional like this, it was still possible to originate source assets and loans. And it was also possible to find the famous liquidity premium that clients are after when they invest in private debt. Of course, this has not been true at all moments of the year. In March, April in 2020, there was little to be done in terms of transactions. and On top of it, the liquidity premium very temporarily became negative because spreads on public markets had skyrocketed. But what we observe since the end of the year is that because of this low rate environment that you have been flagging already, Daniel, in your introduction, we are back to situation where there is a good liquidity premium across the segments of private debt and so a good opportunity for investors to come to this asset class.
0: Now, all of us have been changed by the experience of the pandemic, not only in our lives, but also when we think about investing. Have you seen a change in investor interest because of the pandemic? And related to that, what are some of the better opportunities you see in your space given the current
1: environment? Yes, sure. Of course, the pandemic is changing a number of things. It has led everyone, investors, borrowers, asset managers, to revisit their business models and the way they look at things. I start with borrowers because, first, we need to look at the underlying assets. When we look at the effect of the pandemic, I think, we can distinguish between three kinds of borrowers. You have a first kind of borrower, which are the borrowers which are in sectors which are heavily impacted by COVID and which also are impacted in a way that may be not only during the sanitary crisis, but could continue after the sanitary crisis. And so those are sectors where there is a fundamental need to revisit the business models. We could think, for instance, of everything which is linked to aeronautics, where it's public knowledge that it will take years and years before there is a return to the level seen before uh, the pandemic. You have a second group of sectors, which are sectors where you have a strong impact of the pandemic, but you can imagine that after the pandemic, the fundamentals will remain strong and will come back strongly. For instance, everything which is linked to tourism or to events is heavily impacted. However, there is no reason to think that once the pandemic is over, people will stop going on holiday and so on and so forth. And then there is a third group of sectors, which are sectors which are very resilient to the pandemic or even kind of benefit from it. You can think of the health sector but also everything which is linked to information technology and telecom, for instance, in the infrastructure sector. And I think our investors, who are often institutional investors and are now quite educated on private debt, have very well understood this. And together with them, we've made this analysis. And and the first thing which is important to say is that one thing has not changed, which is that investors continue to be interested to invest in private debt because they understand that there are many sectors which still offer good opportunities despite the risk. Now, if we move a bit more into the details, I would say that one sector, which is infrastructure debt, really emerges as something seen as a safe haven and an area where a lot of investments are going to go. Of course, it's not true for all infrastructure. Airports, Uh, And transport in general is in a difficult situation, but overall the infrastructure segment is really a segment where there is a lot of appetite and a lot of good opportunities. When you look at the two other sectors, which we are mostly investing in, which is corporate and also commercial real estate, here you need to go a bit more into the details. Because, of course, the level of risk in those segments have increased. Everybody knows that corporates are more vulnerable after the sanitary crisis. And in commercial real estate, you have sectors like offices, like hotels, which are big sectors in commercial real estate, which are really very impacted by the pandemic. What is interesting here, though, is that provided that you are able to adapt your portfolio construction, you still have in each of those segments very good sources of value. In the commercial real estate debt sector, for instance, we have made very good investments in our portfolios at the end of the year in the sector of logistics, which is very resilient to the crisis and which offers very good opportunities. So investors are looking at it, of course, each of them with their own risk appetite. I would say the most defensive are focusing a bit more on infrastructure because it is seen on safe haven. But all are looking at opportunities across uh, the various segments. And we believe that there is a strong source of value in each of the segments, provided that you can adapt portfolio construction to the new situation created by the pandemic.
0: Now, one thing that's very important to BNP Paribas as an institution, certainly is sustainability, sustainable investing. How do you think about sustainability
1: when it comes to private debt? We have a strong conviction that sustainability is absolutely key when you invest in private companies. It's quite easy to understand after all, because when we invest in an infrastructure project, or when we invest in long-term debt for a corporate, most often we are taking positions for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years sometimes. So, you see, when you have this kind of length of position and you cannot sell, most often this is illiquid. The word sustainable does mean something. It has to be sustainable. So, first of all, from a risk review point of view, it is very important to us when we look at transactions to look at sustainability criteria because, in the longer run, those, those long term aspects that we capture through sustainability criteria are going to impact positively or negatively the ability of the borrower to reimburse the loan so from the start we have always had this conviction as a firm that even in private debt we need to care about sustainability i say even in private debt because the other thing which is obvious is that it's more difficult to do it when it comes to private debt than public because most often when it comes to private, you have much less easy and automatic access to information. Thanks to a lot of regulation and also the pressure of listed markets, most of the issuers who are in listed markets have a duty when they are large cap, for instance, to give to the public a lot of information on their policies. And so then it's possible to do scoring, to do a lot of things. For private markets, you really need to find innovative solutions to really do a concrete analysis of sustainability. I will take one example, which is what we are doing in infrastructure debt. In our funds, we have contracted with an expert, which is called iCare, which is measuring for each of our investment, what we call the net environmental contribution. I will not go into the details, but the objective of this is to go thoroughly into the details of what the project is meant to do, to compare it with kind of universe average, and so to give a sense of whether overall it has a positive or negative impact. And more than this, it's even able, from a carbon point of view, to determine whether or not it's aligned with the Paris Agreement. And so we are able to manage our portfolio having this kind of report, and we're able to check that Overall, our portfolio is aligned with Paris agreement. And by the way, since I'm taking the example of infrastructure, the fact that we have this bias in our portfolio construction helped us a lot in terms of returns, because typically we would not have invested in a lot of airports or regional airports, maybe for other reasons than sustainability, because we would have had a few second thoughts about it also from a business model point of view, but sustainability alone was enough to deter us to enter into this kind of deal. So you see, it brings value. It is difficult. It requires resources, and it requires to look very thoroughly at things. But when you do it, it is really a source of added value, I think, in, our, in portfolios. Thank you very
0: much, David. That was great. What you shared with us is that private debts have been more peaceful than public markets. And after such a tumultuous year, I think peacefulness is a good attribute for an investment these days, uh, particularly when investors who look to private debt uh, and real assets are looking for yield with lower volatility. And you pointed out that, for the most part, they delivered that last year, certainly in comparison to public debt markets where you saw 15 20 25% drawdowns during the worst part of the crisis. You highlighted that some interesting areas today for you are infrastructure debt, commercial real estate debt, but as always, what's crucial is the ability to adapt portfolio construction to the new situation created by the pandemic. And then finally, around sustainability, Obviously, fundamental to your process because you're thinking about very long term assets. So, you want to know that you have a business that is sustainable and that involves sustainability around all the ESG criteria. Uh, It's important, though, doesn't mean that it's easy. And if anything, it's probably harder or is harder in private debt markets because you don't have the same information. And that's where the resources that you have on your team certainly give you an advantage. Well, that's all from us for today. If you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to your BMP Paribas Asset Management contact. My thanks to David for sharing his insights. Please join us next week when I'll be joined by Mark Lewis, our Chief Sustainability Strategist, to talk green investment plans for 2021 and the feasibility of country carbon neutral commitments. Until then, we wish you a safe week and take care.